You're listening to Shifting Schools Podcast, episode 231. If you are looking for a great community of educators to connect and share with, check out teacherwit.com or download the TeacherWit app today. TeacherWit, where teachers go to connect. The Kids Stories Podcast features funny and exciting stories for kids. Join the ninjas of Valleytown as they defend their land against wild villains and embark on epic missions. Enjoy nearly 200 episodes of drop kicks and fart jokes. Find the Kids Stories podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Shifting Schools. So great to be here with a special guest, Bernie, today. Going to be talking all about her little passion project, Service Synergy. Bernie, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Uh, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your journey in education? We got to talk a little bit at the conference, but I think it's great for people to hear your, your journey in education as well. Well, I'm really uh, excited to to share this, like with you and your audience, and actually get into it, have a sit down, and visit. So, service synergy just kind of came to be because I wanted to cover two of my favorite projects, and one of them is a little house in Mexico that I'd hope to host people to come to Mexico. I'd seen a lot of youth groups come to the children's home across the street, and I thought, you know. Th- the children's home has its own life. They don't need an invasion of Americans with candy and <laughs> and all kinds of other things. They have a home life. So I thought, let's provide a place for the teams that come to just have their own space, build their team, whatever they do, and not disrupt the family life of the children's home very much. So I, for years and years, way before that, I've always thought traveling and learning abroad, because I've been able to do it myself uh, a little bit with my family. There's just such a good education. So I had that project. And then being a teacher, I thought, why aren't these people that travel all over the world to serve youth groups, you name it, college groups, they don't get academic credit for it. Why not? It's super, super learning. Um, My kids became bilingual at the children's home. That's worth something. Um, Just that, you know, besides what they learned from people there and from being where mangoes and bananas grow and boa constrictors slither along. <laughs> so that's such a learning thing. Why not turn it into academies, uh, educationees, so that they can get some credit for it? Very so cool. I thought, oh, I'll make a nonprofit because you can get all kinds of grants for nonprofits. And so I looked into that and it is kind of a maze and a morass. Yeah. But I formed a small nonprofit that's under 50000 It's a lot. It's a lot less expensive, <laughs> a lot less complication. So in 13 days, once I filed all the various papers and learned all the different passwords and I don't know, maybe you've gone through it. Um, I'd avoid it if I could, but I thought, boy, oh boy, there's so many beautiful grants for people that want to learn language go right. overseas. Come on, let's see, let's make myself available. <laughs> and um, so got the nonprofit status in 13 days. Wow. That's great. That's what I see. And of course I'm way under $50,000. So to file your financial report is only um, a postcard online. Yeah. Wow. So I did that and look and look and look, I got a little board together. Um, It's there. It's ready. It's ready to launch. 
it's a rocket with fuel in it. It <laughs> needs some button pushing. So I just believe I speak Spanish and French. So I know how wonderful it is to talk to people. I love doing it in English, as you can already tell. Yeah. So talk cover, talk a little bit about the concept then. So your your goal with this nonprofit is to have students travel overseas and get educational yeah. credit for it. Yes. So that's been kind of forming itself. Um, uh, there is a scholarship. I have a little information sheet where people can just click and look at the material. And I did email that to you. I yeah. don't know if you got it somehow. Yeah, we'll put that so in the, the show notes as well. Is that here we are in the techie age. We can do anything anywhere. And if COVID did anything good, it was proved to us that we could learn online. Hmm. So my concept is to for the student to create a team of people, teachers, family members, um, like 10 people, friends, and then they create a, a team, then they create a blog through which they'll communicate their experience. So if there is a social studies teacher that has this student in class, they can give that student an alternative assignment, well, report on X, Y, or Z. Mm. And um, the student can post weekly blogs that actually augment whatever the teacher is teaching in their class. So the student really doesn't do an online class. The blog and the class are more of a communication hub than a content delivery because the student that is reporting on his experiences is the he creates the content. Hmm. That's it's a awesome. content creation tool for the student. And you know, when you teach something, <laughs> you are learning it. You've learned it quite a bit. Yeah. So one aspect is creating the team and the blog and reporting weekly. Here in Oregon, if you report weekly, you can be elsewhere. I don't know what in Washington, which is where you're from. Yeah. So the student is absorbing as much as possible. Hopefully he's not or she's not uh, carrying the physics book or the math book with him. Nor is that student doing a bunch of online classes because if you're stuck with your computer at your face, how are you relating with the people, your host country and your host people? Sure. So the, the idea is, is to be as immersed as possible inside that other culture. Yes. Right. And then I've set up several prompt questions that will be a daily. Hmm. Uh, the student keeps a daily uh, journal, you know, 10, 20 minutes to reflect on various things. And so the teachers that are involved in accepting this alternate coursework um, can propose some different prompts. We don't need to see what the student is reflecting on, but the student can use that to create their finished blog post. And of course, not just words, but drawings. You can have sure. a visual blog. You can have a video blog. Right. You can, uh, you, there's just so many different ways to do alternative. Um, art really fits in. Language arts, you can call it creative writing. Right. So your creative writing for English can be interdisciplinary and also work for reporting on your biology a field study that you're doing with about iguanas, or maybe you want to learn German equestrian methods. It's an independent study. So I've tried to set it all up according to hours spent mm. um, so that it kind of looks equivalent to quote, real, unquote, real school. Yeah. 
So what, what, what could a family, what, if a, if a parent is listening to this and being like, oh my gosh, my, my child would love to do something like that. Uh, what, what, what's in it for the family or what, what do families, what can families expect? Well, golly, they can all go on a vacation <laughs> together. Oh my. <laughs> and, uh, what they'd expect is about if it's uh, the full project that I envision is like 10 weeks, like a quarter abroad. Okay. Um, it's adaptable. That's the cool thing about it. It's a template you can use in just any way you want because there's so many options. So what can a family expect is maybe they could uh, do some of those uh, prompts, which are designed to deepen the experience. Maybe they could talk about those topics together. Um, maybe they'll just enjoy each other <laughs> Yeah. and then spend, uh, if the parent wasn't present, um, I figure, well, four hours of service, four hours of working on your journals and your blog and uh, your independent language studies, you know, whatever you've set up for yourself. So parents would expect, if they're not present with the student, they would expect, um, well, internet connection. You can talk as much as you want with your student, but they'd expect uh, this learning product, which is the blog, basically. Then um, the first quarter is preparing, you know, they've got to set up the blog, set up the team. The second quarter is actually being gone. The parent would have to vet this. So the parent needs to get the travel insurance, which flies the kid home or whatever's necessary. It's only about $60 for two months. The parent would visit with the host family, probably, and they would develop a relationship themselves. Probably we can, like we're doing, except my camera isn't on. <laughs> but you can actually see the people and ask questions, and there'll be guidelines for the parents, uh, ways to vet a family, or maybe Auntie Sue is already in Timbuktu, and can find a host family for the child. And so, is and is that part of what you do? Are you finding host families for people? You know, I can't do it all. Hmm. I mean, I have host families. It, where I have my little home in Mexico, there are like five or six people that have said they would accept a student and some say girls only, some say no more than two. Of course, as a language teacher, I don't want two English speakers in one home. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. So there's a vetting. I, there's a lot of websites that provide wonderful experiences for kids abroad, but I don't see any that offer academic credit so this could fit with any program a parent chooses right um except for the time you know there's service there's one beautiful one i've got a list of them yeah one is partners for the americas where oregon is paired with costa rica and they set up it's pretty inexpensive for two months yeah uh you get a month a month with one family in a city setting and another family in a rural setting um it's all set up with partners of the Americas, I think it's called, and they do a rigorous thing where the student goes with their student, you know, the host student goes to school, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the poor kid's going to be flooded with Spanish that they could not even understand because academic level is the highest. Sure. So why not uh, actually put them to writing their blog or doing other things? It's like, it's like only $2,500. They have chaperones. They each stay in individual families. They have a really good setup, but there's no academic credit for it. Right. So is, so is your idea that these, so families would 
families could do that part of it. And then do they reach, do you want families to reach out to you or do schools reach out to you and say, Hey, we have a student or we've got a group of students that are headed out and they reach out to uh, service synergy to help bridge that gap for credits. Or do you see families wanting to take their kids or have their kids spend a quarter abroad, reach out to you and say, Hey, can you help my child get credit for their quarter that we're going to be abroad? All of the above. All of it. Um, okay. Why, why limit it? You know, why do we have education in a box? The whole idea is to tailor it to the student. Um, yeah. I'd like to reach out to educators too, because teachers can help write this or the teachers know some student that would be really good at being independent and self-motivated. Um, and a, what a rich thing you send us, your class has one student in Spain or Peru. Yeah. <laughs> the students in Peru and providing all kinds of wonderful feedback to the class at home. So I guess that's my next question then is that uh, knowing that most of our listeners are uh, instructional coaches and educators themselves and administrators, what do you, what do you need from them as far as support to kind of get this, get this rolling and, and, uh, Oh, sweet. Oh, I need so much. <laughs> well, one thing is I have it on canvas and it's a teacher free version. Mm. So it would be nice to hook up with a school that will let me have a teacher slot okay. so that you can get those educators in as observers. Mm. You can't do that in the free version. And I love Canvas because it allows so many different techie tools. Sure. Um, uh, finding students, helping to create the curriculum, because once the little basics are in there, there's going to be a lot of suggestion for independent projects, for prompts, like suppose one person wants to just do field studies in the tropics another student wants to do the horses another student wants to do organic farming so we will have a record in the blogs because in the student blog you'll say who your teammates are what your plan is where you're going and there you will be posting the resources you're creating like i have a wonderful sample blog that i did just because if i was a student I posted the guy walking up the street <laughs> selling bolillos, which are little Mexican breads. Yeah. Had a nice conversation with them with my cell phone. And uh, we had this talk about grandma's recipe for the bread. And he went on and he sings bolillos. And that's part of the video. So how exciting would that be for someone yeah. to create a video like that for their classmates? So not only is the student learning something but he's passing on what he's learning and exciting students at home with the idea that, wow, people do things differently somewhere else in the world. Yeah. So did I lose track of your question? No, I just, I, I love it. Like if some, if a school has a, a way that they can use your canvas um, is uh, my question. My next question was when you talk about the students having this blog, is this like a public facing blog? Are you thinking um, something like blogger or are you trying to think of something that's protected inside canvas? Well, either way. Okay. Um, it it, it kind of depends on what parents want and schools want. But um, it would be nice if next year the six students want to look at the former blogs. You know, um, public would be nice too. But, yeah, there's there's iffy things about that. Um, and what age, what age do you think this is appropriate for? I, I was thinking high school. High school. I've expanded. 
I was thinking, because I'm a high school teacher and teenagers are so fun and they're amazing. <laughs> they can do so much um, and they're way smarter than me. And uh, <laughs> so, but, you know, college could, yeah. OIT and in Klamath Falls, um, Oregon, and they don't have a language program. <laughs> so huh. why shouldn't some of those students be allowed to travel to another country and investigate how they do a uh, technical in- instruction? I love that. Yeah. So, well, it's, I love love the idea, you know, um, just this idea of how do we expand our classrooms? How do we expand student experience? Um, And to your point, we've got the tech tools to do this. There's no reason why if a student doesn't want to go spend a quarter in another country that they shouldn't be able to get credit for that some way, somehow, and that's really what service energy is, is trying to support those kids doing that with the school district, with the school, um, you know, in tandem. So those kids aren't losing out on credit and still being able to have these global experiences, which we keep saying we want kids to have. So right, um, I love that. If someone wants to reach out to you, uh, what's the best way for them to find more information or reach out and say, hey, Bernie, we think we got a spot on Canvas. We love this idea. What's the best way I for people that. to reach you? Um I put out that little information sheet and I have a share link that I sent you. Um, One way I I haven't thought of is why golly, how do I get paid for all this work? You know, how do we structure it so that somehow the, the curriculum is paid for? Yeah. You know, like I don't know how to do that. That's another thing. Reaching out to me would be through my email and I could send it's servesyn1 at gmail.com, S E R V S Y N 1 at gmail. So that would be one way. And then we just can begin talking. Or my phone number is that permissible on the sure. website? Yeah. 541 621 7467. It's a cell phone. We can look at each other. I love those cell phones. Aren't they amazing? <laughs> <laughs> So I'd love that. I'd love to connect with, oh, six. It would be so good to just prototype with six students or 10 students from all over. Yeah. Why not? We connect with them and um, they'll be able to talk to each other through a Canvas course. Yeah. Well, that's that's my hope of, of getting you on here is spreading spreading the message a little bit. And if there's a teacher out there it. or an admin that's like, you know what, we've got a kid that I think this would be a great experience with. We're willing to kind of tackle this and figure this out together. Uh, I just wanted to give you a place to kind of tell your idea and your story and, and the start of this nonprofit and, and uh, just see what happens. That's that's one thing I love about podcasting is we get to just share some of yeah. these uh, amazing you know ideas and, and just see where they go. So. I appreciate that. Yeah. I had one pre- um, one principal at the high school in Central Point said, yeah, this is a good idea. She has a daughter in dual language immersion. And she said, if a parent wants this, we'll see it. We'll see to it that it can get done. I like it. I like it. But without the team, without a kind of a team, thank you for being part of it. I should probably put you on my team page. <laughs> Well, you can obviously you can put this podcast there and I'd be honored to be part of part of your team as well. Oh, and we'll, we'll make sure that the, the one pager uh, is linked into the show notes. We'll make sure your email is linked in to the show notes as well. So if anybody wants to reach out to you and can uh, continue that conversation 
I think that's a, it's a great place to start. And uh, let's just see what happens. That's, that's what I love about oh, this Oh, thank you so much. I was just so lit up. <laughs> said, oh, join my podcast. I go, what? Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Bernie. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I'm enjoying this.